What's good, y'all? Sugar Auntie Mimi, and I'm the big shit talker. You already know what it is, and we'll be back with another Ghetto and Godly show. And we have our honorary guest, Prince Ali, Amaris Me. <laughs> you're back. I'm back, and I'm better. You're back, and you're <laughs> and you're better, and you're black. Come are you black? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. What are you mixed with? <sighs> a combination of things. Yeah, I'd have to go down a whole list. Mm-hmm. I have Chalk talk, Cherokee Indian, Blackfoot Indian, Irish, Spring. No. And Caucasian. Is that what you what you would deduce? Yeah. Cherokee, Blackfoot, Irish, Chalk talk. Chalk talk. You know, every black person is Choctaw and Cherokee and Blackfoot Indian. Yeah, I'm with it. All three. Would you mind if we got a little vibe going in here? Is it not a vibe? There's just a lot of lights. I don't Do you know. want to turn the lights on? Turn just on the one, lights in. One or two. Not turn the lights <laughs> off. Turn the lights off then. Sure. Thank you, sir. I'll show myself around, I guess. My good sir. You've been here once or twice. Oh, that's better. Like What's been up since we last sat and chit chatted? Life has lifed and it will continue to life. I think we should turn the music down. Do we hear Mary J. Blige in the background? I don't know. Just a just a nudge. No. Love me now. <laughs> Not at all. I decline. <laughs> I decline that offer. Let's mm-hmm. let's okay. Maybe a little volume. Why is your phone turned over? Do you do that at home for real? That's sus- that's very sus. You think I'm hiding something from you? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is it turned over? That's just how I landed. I don't know. Turn it around. Turn around. Like, did you think a porn was playing on the other side? Like, is that <laughs> is that a picture of Earth? It's a picture of Earth. It's where I live. It's where I'm from. Com- Compton. Compton. City of Compton. City of Champions. South Central. Nah. Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her. Well, you look cute. Thank you, too. Do I? Yeah. Just, you know, I, mean, I wasn't prepared for this. Don't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look good considering. Considering what? I mean, we're at your house and it's not anything that's, you know, planned. It definitely wasn't planned. It's just a matter of, hey, you had it on. You know, I appreciate a a good look when it's unexpected versus when you knew I was coming and you did your best and you pulled out your best. Do I pull out my best? I don't know what you do, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I can. I'm not saying from you, just in general. I can appreciate like an outfit that's like, oh, you didn't try too hard versus like, oh, you went to the back of the closet and then back to the front and hit the you, middle. Maybe. You put that together. You pieced yeah. that together. You slept on that. Hmm. I like the thrown together outfits versus like the, the effortless outfit. look. Yeah. Like so Kanye West said, it's when you try hard, it's when you die hard. Yeah. So you don't try hard. You didn't really put too much thought into this try it all, ensemble is, you know, know. we well, always look cute well thank you i appreciate it you too i feel like you're a very um 
well put together individual just by nature. <laughs> well, thanks. On the outside, at least. Yeah, very much on the outside. Because yeah. on the inside, it's a mess. It's a hot ass mess. Yeah, baby. it happens. <laughs> it happens. I feel like I have to be put together. And you know why I feel like I have to be put together? It's because I am a black woman, dark skinned black woman living. And so in, in America. And so, hold on. Let like... me turn this down so I can really get into it. Or can you hand me like that red phone up there? I'm my bad, Prince Ali. Because I really want y'all to hear me when I say this. It should be a red phone under the iPad. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Okay. So, I don't feel like as a dark skinned black woman, I have the luxury of really just walking outside my doors but who says and that? looking who's, in looking who, any type of way who is the determining voice on whether you have the luxury or not who has the gap society i feel like society has put that on me and i have carried it because i really feel like if i go outside with some house shoes on and some pajama pants and my hair all over my motherfucking head then i'm gonna be looked at crazy like I'm a ghetto ass bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch. Bitch, bitch, Versus. bitch. Yeah. You know? So let me ask this, if we can expand on that for just a moment. I have questions and they need answers. Um, so you feel like society holds the gavel as to what's acceptable, what's not acceptable for you as a, as a, a pigmented black woman. Dark skin. Yeah. Um, so let's say like, what do you feel like is the repercussion? Like what, like they're holding the gavel. So you have like, you feel like you're held to the standard. And if you don't meet that standard, then I'm treated a certain type of way, which is, what and I feel like even with me, 90% of the time going outside, you know, somewhat put together that <laughs> I'm still treated a certain type of way. And I have to demand my respect and I have Can to you expand on the way that you're treated. Um, just, in public like maybe like extra like looks or side eyes or you know try to treat me or like shun me off or treat me like i'm just like like, like i'm not you wear your bonnet i don't do that <laughs> <laughs> you know just like shun me off or not answer my questions like if i decide to go on a whole foods or target or just you know so can just I ask who are you who do you not who are you who do you turn into I don't turn it to any, it's just normal now. I mean, no, in a situation where you're clearly, I don't, I won't say you're clearly, but you feel as though for whatever reason, you feel as though you're being shunned for whatever reason. And you feel like you're not being acknowledged as you should be, or as the next person is or, mm -hmm. will be, or whatever the case is. Like what person do you turn into? The other side of me. Which is what? Which is bitch. You're not going to treat me like I'm not shit. Cause I am the shit. So are you a, um, like but, in, in but I'm not quick to curse people. So here's my thing. I've learned from the black woman in my family and in my life that to get your point across, you don't got to call people out their name. You don't have to cuss motherfuckers out. You can let them know when a intelligent, direct motherfucking way, bitch, you got me fucked up. Yeah, I agree. And that's, you know, I asked that question just because I feel like, and this may not be the, the, the road or the path that the conversation was initially supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. 
this may not be the road that the conversation was initially supposed to go down. Let me back. Um, but to to expand on what you just said, like you don't have to be this person or that person. You can get your point across doing X, Y, Z. Like I feel like as a black culture, like as a whole, we're taught to be ready ready to go, ready to react, mm-hmm. ready to put somebody in their place, ready to, mm-hmm. you know. And I know we've all heard the saying, like, you catch more flies with honey. Like, we've Mm. all heard that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we, I I should speak for self. I feel like I've heard that my whole life and I, but I've never been taught to how to properly implement that saying Mm -hmm. as opposed to going the route that I feel like personally, I feel like we're all taught, which is being able to snap quickly and put somebody in their place quickly and tear them down and all of that mm-hmm. when we feel disrespected or we feel looked over or whatever the case is. I don't feel like I've been, I was taught to hone in on that aspect of, okay, but I can put you in your place without it's. I feel like it's something I'm learning now being mm-hmm. able to defend myself without, um, Being disrespectful. Yeah, without being disrespectful, but without stooping to somebody else's Mm -hmm. level of Mm -hmm. ignorance or Mm -hmm. uh, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can still, like, I firmly believe, and I know we've talked about this before on this platform, speaking somebody's language. And I do still firmly believe in that. But there's a very thin line between me speaking your language to get across to you and me compromising myself or mm-hmm. my values or my mm-hmm. or whatever the case is to mm-hmm. get to your level, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's why I, I just, I'm just always curious. Like, what? who do you turn into? Like, but when see- you're not in control, like, as much as we all like to say we have control, mm-hmm. we want control of ourselves and our emotions, none of us is ever 100% in always control. in control. Right. So right. when you lose control of the person that you are and that you're wanting to be, who do you turn into? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think people think enough about that because and I say that because I feel like who you turn, the person that you turn into when you lose control is who you ultimately are, is who people are going to say you are, mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not that's you all the time. Mm-hmm. That's who people are. That's the picture of you that people are going to take. Mm-hmm. With them. You know what I mean? And I consider that. Like when I'm feeling that type of way or if I feel like I'm losing control, I just, I don't really react unless something truly fucking bothers me. But if it truly bothers me that I'm, I definitely have to speak up for myself because if I don't, who the fuck is? So I have to say something, but I pride myself on saying it in a way where when I walk away, you're not going to be like, oh, that was a ghetto ass bitch. Like that bitch is going to cuss me out. Like she's, she is what I thought she was. No, bitch, I wasn't. Eloquence. Yeah. It's what I'm learning in my adult years. Something I feel like should have been taught to all of us in our younger years, but I'm learning that I'm I'm teaching myself. I'm learning that and teaching as I go. Eloquence, mm-hmm. which is the use of words, the elaborate use of words versus me using curse words, mm-hmm. and tearing you down. I can use words that actually have meaning and mm-hmm. relevancy to the situation in front of us. Mm-hmm to get my point across Cross. and let you mm-hmm. know that I mean business mm-hmm. and I'm serious and I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't have to yell at you. You're mm-hmm. going to get my point, mm-hmm. but I don't have to tear you down. Mm-hmm. You're, you want to mm-hmm. tear me down or you may mm-hmm. want to uh, on the opposite end when you're, when it's time for me to receive, mm-hmm. but I don't need to do that. To, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't need to do that to you. I can get my point across and let you know, Hey, 
I'm still on top in this situation, at least. Like, I'm you're not right. you're not standing over me in this situation. Right. But I can do that with. But do you tend? I understand what you're saying, but do you tend to feel like in today's society that we live in, speaking direct is like? <gasps> yes. Absolutely. Because <laughs> we're so used to beating around the bush or not really saying what we mean and mean what we probably say. The majority of the reason why, speaking personally, why a lot of my relationships are in the position that they're in. Not saying they're in a good position or a bad position, but be, that just whatever position they're in, mm-hmm. because with everything that I'm saying and I'm elaborating on right now, I also know am learning and teaching myself when to pick my battles. Another mm-hmm. saying we've heard our whole lives where mm-hmm. if I realize that, like I said, I can, there are times, rewind. So there are times when I lose control. Again, mm-hmm. like I just said, every, nobody's in, 100% control of themselves. But when that does happen, I do my best to realign myself to understand and position myself like I'm not getting through to this person. Mm-hmm. And it's about to take me to a place I don't mm-hmm. want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting through to you. So there's no need to continue this, to further this. I can listen all day, but I don't have to respond to anything because you're not listening. Mm-hmm. That's a that's something I wish more parents taught their children Mm. Hmm. yes be a listener but know when to strictly be a listener but what kind of listener are you listening to respond that's not a listener are you okay and are right and are you listening or listening and really receiving what is being said i don't think motherfuckers really know what listening is active and effective listening is not you listening and you just ready like anything that person is saying like well i got a response for that Laura. you know you're listening with your guard up you have to really listen with your eyes and ears open but there's more to your eyes and ear in my personal opinion there's more to listening than using your eyes and ears listening is for me at least i've made it a full emotional experience for myself Mm. where I if I said to myself this person is trying to convey something to me is trying to get me to understand something that I do not understand it I'm a I'm a blank I try to turn into a blank canvas Mm. I try to again listening with my eyes with my ears I'm hearing you I'm seeing you Mm. but I'm also trying my best at least to feel the emotion that you're trying to convey Mm. because that emotion even though there usually isn't words to express the emotion there's usually not words to say this is the exact feeling that i have right this second Mm. there's usually not words to really explain that you can explain the situation and what brought me to feeling the way that i feel but the actual feeling in the pit of my stomach there's usually very little words for that Mm. so i have to i try to Put myself in a position where I can receive that feeling, where I can feel what you're feeling to understand. Mm. Like, wait, why is this a big deal to you? Mm. Oh, it's making you feel like putting this. myself in your shoes. Yeah, it's making you feel some kind of mm. way. To me, it's nothing. Mm. To me, if you did that to me or said that to me, I may not think twice mm. about it. But you, your person, your emotions, your feelings are being affected by whatever it is that you're conveying to me. Mm. So I need to be able to, even if I can't fully feel and just be in that space with you empathize yes i need to be able to understand Mm -hmm. 
And that's the goal of listening, Mm -hmm. to understand, not to respond, Mm -hmm. not to, you know, get an upper hand or to just shut somebody up. Right. The point of listening Mm -hmm. is to understand what Mm -hmm. they're trying to convey. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're trying to, if you're listening to respond, you're not listening. Right. And that's why in, in exercises, like listening exercises, when someone's speaking, like if you're having a conversation and there's maybe a counselor or a therapist present and like, okay, the so what, what did you hear them say? Because <laughs> yeah. that's important. But what I find that along my journey of learning myself and I feel like I've been at a disadvantage um, because of how I was raised and, and what I've learned as a kid in early adulthood, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage, but that's beside the point. Um, but I feel like along my Can journey, ask, this may not be, an, mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to hear this isn't the time and place, but can I ask what about your childhood makes you feel like that? Um, it was just learning and becoming a fully formed adult and learning your relearning yourself and unlearning what I've learned as a kid. Um, you just reflect back on like, okay, I was told this, I was taught this, but this is not how you become a whole person. This is not what I should hold on to. This is not how I should live life. This is not what I should carry. Can I tell you, I don't think a theory is the right word, but a study that I wish I could conduct. Mm. It's kind of inhumane. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> so live, stick with me though. I don't know if you've ever been privy to the conversation or been a part of the conversation of nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. How much of yourself, how much of your being and your ways and everything about you mm-hmm. is nature mm-hmm. and just you and who, what was instilled in what you were born with versus what, was nurtured into you. It mm-hmm. was taught to you by the people who raised you. Mm-hmm. I would be very curious. I say this with a baby, but really myself, honestly, if I could do it for myself, I would happily do so. But I would love to conduct a study where we just have a baby and we just let them like, not to say we don't teach them anything, but we just let them become whoever it is that they're going to be hmm. on their own volition, on their own life. What do you like? Mm-hmm. I, I have no input on good or bad things. Mm-hmm. What do you like? What do you want to look at? What do you want to listen to? What do you want to eat? What do you want to everything? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I would love to see who a person becomes just on their own natural volition versus being told, not necessarily being told, just being raised by somebody and picking up that somebody's mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm very curious to know who I would be. I know that I'm who I am because of who I am and who you're supposed like. to be. Yeah, but I'm very curious to see the type of person I would be. Without. Just left to my own volition. Any direction. Yeah, hmm. just left to my own volition. That's interesting. You know? Yeah. Who do you think you would be? I have no idea. That's kind of scary. I have no idea. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea who it's or what or it's where. It's a scary ass thought. Like, who would I be? If you, if it was just your own natural instinct, just you. But just, I feel like a part of that is a part of growing up, right? Like your 
parents or parentals or can only tell you who raised you can only tell you so much it can only show you so much but inadvertently based on how they're living their lives and how household they're conducting is what you pick up on and that plays a huge part into who you ultimately blossom into what you know Mm -hmm. you only know what you know Mm -hmm. so if all you know is dinner (laughs) this makes me laugh because i feel like i don't know if this is the world or if this is just my bringing or if this is the black community's upbringing but dinner just as an example Mm -hmm. dinner consists of it's supposed to consist of a meat a starch and a vegetable absolutely but if that was never introduced to me in that context, think of how many other cultures don't eat the same way that our culture mm-hmm. eats. Don't prepare meals the same way our culture prepares meals. You know or even I mean? black cultures yeah. within the black community. Within the black community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just that as an example, like if I was just left to my own volitions, like I knew there was breakfast, I knew there was lunch, I knew the foods that were mm-hmm. out there and available to me, but I just had my own free will to pick which one of those foods I wanted to eat and enjoy today as well as tomorrow as well as the next day would I have a meat a starch and a vegetable on my plate Hmm. would I eat meat would I eat starches would I even eat Mm. would I eat any of that Mm. you know what I mean would I be a vegan just on my own volition because that's just what I feel and that's just what you like yeah Mm. you know what I mean versus I was taught I have to eat fried chicken Mm. I have to eat fish fried fish every Friday this was Hmm. that you know that's who made that up who made that up (laughs) who came up with that you know what it is that comes that's a black people thing and it comes from the bible Mm. Hmm. i didn't know that jesus fried fish every friday who said that Let me ask you this. 40 Fridays and 40. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think off topic is fish? Does fish and spaghetti go together? Or is fish by itself? What context are you asking me? Okay. So there's like this debate online, like fish and spaghetti. Like if you fry fish, I need some spaghetti. I do that. Or if, if it goes do you do in that? my household or if it goes together just in general. Do you do that? I don't do that. Okay. Would I would I eat it if somebody else prepared it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fucking If the fish was Three fried times, hard. Fried hard. See, can I just tell you guys? <laughs> it has to be. It has to so, be fried hard. You know, these conversations happen of like losing your black card. Like name something you don't eat. Mm-hmm. That would get your black card revoked. You know, people mm-hmm. say chitlins. People say dressing. People oh. say macaroni. People say greens. You know. Do you, you hear- eat chitterings? I. You do. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. you do. No, I, I, I pause because I want the statement I wanted to, <laughs> I want to make is I eat no intestines. However. <laughs> you I have, tripe? No. Menudo? No. Neck bones? Yeah, I don't eat them, but I've eaten them. But that's not intestine. That's meat. I know. I'm that's just meat on bone. <laughs> Give me meat on bone. Meat on bone. We can have a conversation. Not loose meat. Loose not, booty meat. Not loose booty meat. Not not meat. Because <laughs> let's be clear, intestines are not meat. 
we all agree there, right? I don't eat it, so that I don't. We agree I, that it's not meat, right? Yeah. So, what category would intestines fall under? Chitlins. Chitlins is just its, it's own. By itself. <laughs> it's by itself. <laughs> They're their Do own. Do you eat pig feet? No. Pig tongue? No. Ears? No. 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 Crackling no. skins? You okay, ate. Okay, I might eat some crackling skins. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because I did a little uh, bid up down south, so. <laughs> Look like you eat a little crackling skin. I might. So, there's, there's this. I think it's still open. I don't know. I'm so far removed. But there's this From life? Yes. From Earth. Okay. There's this restaurant in Atlanta, Mary Max Tea Room. You took us there. I took you there? Yeah, you took me and Keyshawn there. Really? Yeah, when we came to Atlanta. I had cramps really bad. So I got the, um, I got hot tea. Were you guys fighting? Maybe. I think you guys were fighting. We're always fighting. Like, you weren't, (laughs) not like in front of me fighting, but like. An argument? No, it was like no, no, awkward. No, not even, yeah, like you just know it was when just quiet. Arguing, probably. Yeah, yeah. It was like probably that. we argue on every trip. I think I said you guys weren't gonna make it. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now we're here, <laughs> thirteen years later. Um, I had what is that pot liquor? I never heard oh, of it until I, I went to Mary it. Max. They give you so that's what I was about to bring mm-hmm. up. They will give you crackling. So first of all, let's just start at the cornbread. They have pork crackling cornbread mm. with the cracklings in the cornbread. Let's start there. That sounds so bad. And sidebar, please don't ever serve me cornbread with corn kernels in it. I don't want that. That's weird. With that's real corn in it? Yeah. That's a weird thing. That's like potato salad with raisins in it. That's gross. I don't want potato salad at all either. You don't eat potato salad? So here's something about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the most, the most picky, finicky eater mm-hmm. that you ever. I made. you I are. I challenge you. I challenge anybody to that. But my husband probably has you beat. You want to know how I know? How I I won't tell you how I know. I'll tell you, but I won't tell you here. Cause something I cooked, you was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Not something you cooked. Oh, something I ate. Not something you ate. No. Oh. Just something I something I, he ate something you have some things you have oh the the pickled <laughs> eggs yes and the weird pickles <laughs> <laughs> they're like y'all they're like hot pickles like pot, like these pickle weird zingers shriveled up pickle whole pickles <laughs> not like sliced pickles like you buy I don't eat pickles so let's just start there I don't eat pickles what? but I know what pickles should look like. And they should not. You be never whole. went to the corner store and was like, "Give me a pickle out the thing." Not a single. And one you time. put it in the not plastic ziplock. I can maybe remember one. T- I can remember one time. There may be a second time, but I can remember one time as a very small child <laughs> where I ate a single Vlasic spear. <laughs> not a Vlasic. A Vlasic spear, and I got through it. I remember getting through it, but it wasn't something I never needed to. Was go it with a again. sandwich? It, it was just, was just plain. Oh. It was just a pickle. Okay. And you my just picked it up big, the jar. My family, the rest of my family, are big pickle eaters. I love pickles. Yeah, it's because they're from California. Pickles and potatoes. I feel like that's a part of our culture. Like you pickles? go. Yes, I've like you go to the California liquor pickles. store never and you Cal- put, oh yeah, yeah. and okay, you know, that, yeah. or you or the ice the cream Kool-Aid. man come, you put it in the Kool Aid or um, Jolly Rancher. Like I think the I Kool-Aid, remember. I think the Kool Aid is what made it weird for me. <laughs> 
I think that that was like the straw, the the final needle. In You've the only had one pickle in your whole life, that and I it was can a remember. and it wasn't like a a whole pickle. It was not a pickle, like in a bag. sour pickle. It was not a pickle in a bag. Mm, I want I a pickle right now. I don't. Oh. I love pickles. Like, see, and that's that's like the other extreme. Like, why are those pickles in a bag so huge? Who- those are the why best. are they so big? So I just want every I want you to understand that a pickle is a shriveled up. Okay, so you have a problem with the shriveled up. No, I have a problem the with jar. the taste. I have a problem with the taste. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just the weird cherry on top. <laughs> and your weird pickles had weird peppers. In <laughs> and I don't like that. They were whole pickles and whole peppers. They do and, it have was, peppers and I didn't them. like any of it. I didn't want I, and it was a brand I'd never seen. Zingers. I could, tell, I could tell it was a major brand just by the Kroger's. Name. I've never seen that and it upset me. <laughs> <laughs> it upset me and my homegirl. <laughs> ah, we love pickles. Pickled anything. No, but back to what I was saying. I challenge anybody who's up for the challenge, and I will put money down that I'm the most finicky eater that you. You're finicky, had. but I I don't know. I think my husband got you be. He don't eat white stuff. That's just weird. Any, That's not finicky. He any, eats all the things that go in white stuff. He just doesn't eat the white stuff. He, he he doesn't eat white stuff. I don't make spaghetti because he's gonna be weird about it. Um, he don't eat like mixed like lasagnas and casseroles and. I don't consider that finicky. What's you know finicky? why? Why? Because again, I don't. Unless correct me if I'm wrong, but he eats all the ingredients that go in. He just doesn't like the goulash. What makes you finicky? I don't eat like the potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> None of it. You don't eat potato salad at all. I eat potatoes. So at a cookout. Yeah. Oh, I'm dry. (laughs) You're not eating. Like my plate is loaded, but it's loaded with macaroni. I eat baked beans at a cookout. I eat baked beans, but I don't eat other people's. Like it's. If it don't got no meat in it, I can't it trust matter. it. It's it's one of the things. Baked beans and eggs are two things that I'm weirdly weird about. Deviled eggs? Absolutely the fuck. <laughs> no. No. A deviled no, egg? No. I don't eat any of the ingredients. Oh my god. None of the, I don't eat mustard, mayonnaise, the relish. What? None of that. So you don't make a sandwich? I don't eat any condiments. Name a condiment. Barbecue sauce is ranch. No. You don't eat ranch. I don't eat ranch. Hate it. Pooey. You are weird. I, I'm. I, I again. I. I will take anybody's challenge. I guarantee you never. And it's. I promise you. All the. I'm. A semi. What's your order when you go to McDonald's? I don't go to McDonald's, but if I, I let me not say that. I don't frequent McDonald's. I if I had to put it on a scale, I'd probably say I eat McDonald's once, maybe twice a year, maybe. What's the order? Okay, so I'm getting a number one, a Big Mac meal. The Big Big, Daddy. The Big Mac is plain. No sauce, no Mac sauce. No, name something else. No Mac sauce, but name Uh something else. No lettuce. No lettuce. So just meat and cheese? Double cheese. (laughs) That weird single slice when there's three pieces of bread is... Okay. Who made that? Who did that math? I don't know, but so give me a Big Mac, double cheese, plain, just cheese only, mm-hmm. and that's like a thirty seconds, making sure they understood just cheese, 
at the, I'm at the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. So that takes a minute to make sure they got that and they understood that. Um, Don't so, they have those onions on it? Not on mine. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what upsets me? You know where the worst place, not for me personally to go, but for anybody to go with me, accompany me to? Mm-hmm. Like, you would hate me if we went to In-N-Out. Because it's so complicated. It's not complicated, but you have to make my burger on a clean grill. Because the moment I taste a little weird onion, <laughs> the burger's done. So you have to clean, scrape the grill in order to, to wipe it off. I want you to wipe it you off. You ask them to like wipe off the grill. I ask you to give me a clean knife. So you pull up to the drive thru and you're like, hey, I want a number one. A double double plain, just cheese, meat, cheese, and bun. But clean your grill first. Please. And they say, okay. They stutter. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you going to do? Deny me? Do you eat the fries? Like, well, you have to fry them a little bit extra for me. Fry them crunchy. No, I don't want them crunchy. I don't want them chips. I just want them halfway between. So fry them one time, one full go, and then another half a go. You just need to cook at home. I do cook at home. That, that, that's all <laughs> you do. need. That's I don't eat out. I, I really you need don't to do. eat out often. Like if I do, what do I eat if I eat out? Two things. It's really only two things. Chipotle or Chick-fil-A. Those are the only two things that I eat. Chipotle got nasty. You have to catch Chipotle on a good day. No, you have to stop going at 945 p.m. <clears throat> I don't. And I promise you. And a.m. I would think AM they're fresh. You know, they're they're ready to You think some would you want to wake up to make tacos at nine eight at if that's my wanna, job. Would you want to wake up at seven AM to make tacos? If that is my job, I'm gonna do it. If that was my job, I would do it, but I'm gonna be there pissing and moaning because who the fuck is in here buying tacos and burritos at nine AM? Well, you shouldn't open that early. I don't get hey. I'm just saying I'm just telling you what I would be saying. And then is it me? <laughs> Or did Chipotle's hot sauce become unbearable? I don't eat hot sauce, so. Oh, yeah. You don't eat sauces. Never <laughs> mind. I do eat mild sauce. I started probably in the last The pico minute. de gallo. No, no. Tomatoes? No. Yeah. The mild, the brown sauce. The green one. It's brown. It's not. It's You're b- getting old sauce, so stop going at 945. <laughs> <laughs> it's brown, It's green sauce. It's green tomatillos. Okay. Whatever you say. But, yeah. No, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what. And Chick Fil A is getting nasty too, by the way. So here's the thing about Chick Fil A and Chipotle, really. I guess any fast food for me personally, but those two places specifically, I can't double down on them, and I 100% can't triple down on them. Like I can't eat them, Chick Fil A specifically. If I eat Chick-fil-A today, it'll be delicious and perfect and amazing. If I go back tomorrow, it'll be okay. And if I mm-hmm. go back again the next day, it'll be disgusting. It'll be it'll taste like it'll taste like flesh. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A starts tasting like flesh mm-hmm. to me if I eat it too much. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like I wish they would not I wish they would butterfly their breasts. Like I don't need just a thick whatever piece of chicken. Yeah. The first like a one side titty. is always okay, the other side is like thick and I'm scared it's going to be raw and pink. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. But, yeah, it starts tasting like... Like, you can't eat that. Like, I don't think there's anything, any fast food that you're... I 
or maybe I'm just at the age where my body is like, no, we know better. So we're going to do better. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think being on the road, I probably have eaten, may not to cut you off, eaten McDonald's in the past a hundred times, five months more than I've eaten McDonald's in my whole life. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's simply because of like being on a truck for 20 hours a day, if not 24 and being deprived. And then it's like, oh my God, yes. Just give me a double quarter pounder with cheese and a Coke. It's, I don't know what it is. Every, a Big Mac is the only thing that's burger wise, that's bearable. The rest of the burgers, and I know it's the same meat and the same cheese. That's all I'm getting. I know it's the same meat and the same cheese, but it's something that they do different to them that gives them a weird, different flavor that I just can't bear. So you've never had a fish fillet? Ah. I tried one for the first time last week. Outside of like a fish plate? (laughs) I've never eaten. You never had a fish fillet sandwich from McDonald's? No. Extra tartar? I don't eat tartar. (laughs) And I don't want cheese on my fish, so mm. that's... It was pretty good. Everybody that eats them loves them. Everybody <laughs> that I've ever spoken to that has the stomach to bear a fish fillet... Are they 35 and up? Are they like a, a hidden thing on the menu? <laughs> no, it's like a Is fish... Is it like a McRib? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. It doesn't make a debut and go away. The fish fillet is always there. <clears throat> Maybe I, maybe because I'm not looking for it, but every again, everybody that eats them that I've ever had a conversation with about fish fillets, they love them. Extra mm. cheese, extra tartar sauce. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty okay. The first time ever. Next time you'll get extra tartar sauce? Extra tartar. I needed extra wet. Ah. <laughs> so what is tartar? Like mayonnaise and lemon juice and ketchup? Mm. Relish? I think it's like potato salad without the potato. It's like um, mayonnaise and relish, I believe, and like salt and pepper. Like dill. Yeah, yeah. I love a good dill relish. Yeah, no. I can always <laughs> tell a good potato salad, like because there's dill flakes. But I, look, I, I like I, a, I check the potato salad out. I look yeah. at it. <laughs> I don't touch it, but I look at it. <laughs> I see what's going you on. You size it, it up. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like so. I again, I don't eat it. Mm. But I feel Do you like make it? I I have numerous times. I have. Mm. But who knows what that But you don't it. taste it. So you I, don't know what it tastes not like. Not a lick of it. Do you no. put sugar in it? I wouldn't, but somebody told me to. Mm. So I, I, I have, but I, I wouldn't have thought to, no. Mm. But it makes sense when you think about all the vinegar that's going mm-hmm. in. You have to break that up. See vinegar. Like who? Who puts vinegar? I don't put vinegar. No, 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 I'm just saying like all of those condiments. Yeah. The ketchup, the relish, the mustard. You do not put ketchup, potato stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the ketchup. That is a that is a hamburger. The ketchup, the butter, the syrup. <laughs> no. no, but like the relish, the mustard. It's all the celery seeds. Deep celery seeds are real. I'm getting hungry. I'm a fresh. I'm a. I'm a fresh. I don't like the crunch. And then if you put motherfucking onions in your potato salad, don't ever ask me to eat it. Who really? wants that crunch? So what is it supposed to be? Smooth and mushy? No. Like rice pudding? <laughs> Not at all. So but do you prefer like the? 
I don't want an onion crunch. But do you prefer like the potato salad that looks like the the ones in Walmart? Absolutely not. You like the chunky or the, the chunky? I feel like you're a smooth person. I'm I feel not like a you smooth. Want mashed potatoes with I don't. I don't. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like my vegetables. Some relish mashed crunchy potatoes. and but stuff. But is the relish crunchy? The relish is fine, but I don't want an onion and whole relish in my potato salad. So I use celery seeds for the celery taste. I don't want the celery crunch. Unless somebody's auntie wants to cut them up tiny, 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 minced. I'm not doing that. Okay. Well, now I know. I mean, see, I'm picking up tips. I wouldn't know because I don't. Like an onion crunch in my potatoes? That's probably why you don't eat it. That's not at all why. (laughs) (laughs) At my big age, I can handle a little onion. It's everything else that I have to run away from. Like an onion, I, I've learned to be not a, a cold onion. I can't do that. And potato I think salad. that was the initial turnoff. Like as a child, I think that was the initial turnoff of potato salad. The onion. No. The crunch. No. A cold potato? <laughs> <laughs> like, so it's not supposed to be hot? That's like the egg. It transformed, right? So now you can have a deviled egg that's chilled and cold. Also, don't want a cold egg. Just don't. <laughs> don't understand it. Won't try. And I won't judge you. I feel like you judge. I am, but <laughs> no, I, I, there's just certain, like, I'm a big, aside from, like, taste and flavor, like, a big texture person. Mm. And a cold egg does not sound like an amazing texture to me. <laughs> it's just so good. Neither does cold potato. Like, I've been scorned by cold french fries. Okay. No. I'll pop them in the... Uh, <laughs> I'll zap them, them for away. about 30 seconds. But if, like, they're cold, no. I'm like, I'm about to eat them. But they taste weird when you warm them up. They, what is it really. about french fries that make them taste like not french fries anymore when they're reheated? Well, you don't reheat them for five minutes. You reheat them for 30 seconds. You just zap it real quick. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> You keep your cold potatoes and your reheated <laughs> French fries. <laughs> keep your uh, uh, your relish mashed potatoes. Because <laughs> that's what it is. That's what potato salad is. Is, is it? Especially if you're getting it, if you're coming coming to get it sec- for seconds or second round. The first round, the potatoes are still chunky. But after everybody's been through it and it's been... They're not around. mushing it around when they're digging it. <laughs> Things going on like I they're mad. Somebody has a masher. I think everybody takes their fork as they go by. <laughs> it gives it one good bush on their way passing. Like, I don't know. that's crazy. That's no, not what's going being on. Being serious, like I feel like people probably scoop the whole potatoes out and leave the mush. That's not. It should be evenly distributed. Just like spaghetti should be evenly distributed, but okay. you go for the meat. Do you? Well, I don't mix mine. I like. I was gonna good. ask you that. So you I like, like it Italian steak. style? Yeah, I just don't want goulash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, 
it just turns it depends on how i feel and i grew up that way like my mom would make it italian style sometimes or she would mix it all together the only i will you know what i really i i do this a lot but you know what i really enjoy it mixed together when i do a spaghetti pie like put it in a baking dish and put some cheese cheese. on top of it and bake it yeah i feel like that's so fancy but i only that's fancy yeah (laughs) but like i only eat i only cook spaghetti like that that's like um if i cook spaghetti i call that birthday party spaghetti (laughs) or baby shower spaghetti yeah that's like baby shower like the meatballs yeah chicken Mm -hmm. wings meatballs potato salad no oh you guys deviled egg oh deviled egg yeah you always need something cold yeah (laughs) (laughs) i get it so does do it for me You need something cold on your plate. So do let me ask this. On Thanksgiving, where do your sweet potatoes go? Your yams. What do you mean in the oven? No, no, no. Like when you're making your plate, where do they go? Wherever I put them. I don't have a particular place. I put them on a in a separate. Why? It's all that is the beauty of Thanksgiving. It's all supposed to run together. It's supposed to mush together. You take so you take your fork. You take your turkey, then you put a little bit of dressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your face is <laughs> killing me. You put a little bit I'm of dressing, a little bit of greens, a little bit of candy yam, and then you pop it in your mouth. It's all one wop. I definitely don't eat like that. <laughs> 100% don't eat, like, especially and, Thanksgiving. Like on Thanksgiving, what do I do? Like, I don't, I I rarely, rarely, rarely eat, like, sit down and eat a full plate on Thanksgiving. Like, I eat. I eat after. Yeah, like, usually, for me, it's, like, the next day. Usually, mm-hmm. for me, it, I feel like there's always so much going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't sit down and have a meal. Like, mm-hmm. we're not that, first of all, I don't come from that family that gathers around the table and mm-hmm. sits down. Right. The food's ready, we bless it, and then everybody goes at it. Yeah. But, uh. It's like eating in sessions. Yeah, like so you're talking, I'm, you're eating, you're smoking, you're chilling, floater, you're drinking, yeah, you're doing karaoke. Are, let me tell you something. Thanksgiving holidays are my time to shine. That's your zhuzh. That's my zhuzh because mm-hmm. these are my people. Okay. I'm such a, a, a recluse mm-hmm. that I don't like, this is party time for me. <laughs> 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 this is party effing central. <laughs> Do you hear me? Let's go. Shots <laughs> up. Do you everything. drink eggnog? 100%. Mm, with Hennessy? Crown? With I would. Some type of whiskey? I, I, I actually, believe it or not, I actually enjoy eggnog. Just eggnog. Hmm. But yeah, I do. I would. So I you do. just have your, your glass with your Mary J. Blige going and oh, no. floating around my the house, room? My house is... You haven't been by. Mm-mm. My home is Christmas central on thanksgiving starting thanksgiving okay thanksgiving mariah comes out yes and she plays all the way to christmas by christmas i'm a sloppy i'm a drunk slob kebab (laughs) i'm cutting stuff that does not need to be cut i'm wrapping boxes that are empty like i'm a drunk slob kebab (laughs) christmas morning Mm -hmm. usually christmas eve is our thing so christmas eve morning and everybody shows up and it's a ball I don't remember I half it. the day. And yeah, I'm hmm. hungry. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, you, like I said, 
holidays, I got that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna float. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the most. You would think I was the most social person, like on a natu- on a on a general basis. I love that. And then January first, I turn back into the pumpkin comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. Yes. 2023. So back to what we were saying. Yeah. So I feel like I was raised, you know, at a disadvantage. But the good thing, I was raised in a house full of, with love and survival. I feel like I got the survival from my mother and I got the love from my dad. So I know what true love from a man looks like. I know what spending time looks like. But my mom, she was just so fixated on surviving. It's just like, I just got to take care of these kids. Let me make sure they're good. Make sure they have a roof, lights, food. So I feel like I got the best of both worlds. But coming into adulthood and then getting married at 21, what I picked up with my mom, I had to strip that away. Because that was her. <clears throat> because that was her defense that was her being that's who she became because of her situation situations but just her going through her person again nature versus nurture because of her nature yes probably a lot to do with her nurture and what happened and whatever you know her childhood consisted of but her nature just her that's where her mind goes Mm -hmm. you know what I mean that's just how her mind was wired Mm -hmm. versus excuse me, versus dad, who was the opposite by mm. nature, was wired completely different or however much different mm. by nature. Right. So that's what I say, disadvantaged. That may be the wrong term for me to use, but I had to unlearn all of these things that I thought a strong woman was coming into a marriage. Mind you, like I, I got married at 21. So coming into a marriage and I'm thinking that I got to, what you want to argue we we bucking we talk we talking shit this is what i learned i can do it bigger and taller than you right yeah and it's like no 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 be what good does that do exactly so that's when i say like i had to learn how to be how hard is it to unlearn (sighs) what feels natural may or may not be natural maybe nurture versus natural but how hard is it for you and your experience hella hard hella difficult because it's like it's been the biggest unlearn mm, just regardless of for mm, what reason marriage life general but what's the big the, the biggest unlearn? unlearn is just because you don't have to be hard you don't have yeah. to be hard yeah. be soft be a woman whatever that means be her you're not a nigga like and i know we're taught i was taught to to be this you gotta be strong somebody say something to you you bite their motherfucking head off i don't care who it is your man your daddy your brother fuck them niggas niggas ain't shit anyway (laughs) (laughs) so i had to unlearn like no niggas are shit my niggas shit Mm -hmm. you know i think that's probably at the moment that I can think of, probably the biggest or one of the biggest unlearns for me too. Mm. Because exactly what you're saying, 
you got it from a female point of view, one female passing that down to another. I just got it. Yeah, from a from my dad, a man passing it down to another man, but life. Mm. Look, even I, it's. I hate it because I just feel like I look at social media and it's like there's so much, there's so many perspectives on what a man should be, what a man is not supposed to do, mm. what a man should be doing, mm. what a man can't do. Uh, uh-uh, uh, my man couldn't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's so my much man would that. never. Yeah, couldn't be me. Yeah, you better than me. <laughs> and it's like, and I, and there's nothing wrong with not wanting a man who does that. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think I don't have any you know malice towards anybody who knows what they want and what they mm-hmm. don't want out of their partner. There's nothing right. wrong with that whatsoever. But at the same time, a man is still a human, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this in reference to myself, like. You know, I think all young men, but I can only speak for self, but it's like you hear that. Be a man. Don't cry. Mm. Don't do that. Don't. And I'm who I am. Mm. Again, nature versus nurture. You're trying to nurture these things into me, but by nature, I'm who I am. And that's not to say I'm this man or that man. It's just the fact that there's one perspective. There's only one in speaking in regards to the masses. There's only one picture of what a man is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. what he's supposed to do, what he's supposed to wear, what he's mm-hmm. supposed to sound, what he's supposed mm-hmm. to get, everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A black man. Specifically. Mm-hmm. And some of those categories I fell and I fall into and mm-hmm. some of those I didn't and I don't. Mm-hmm. And it took me a very long time to, again, speaking about unlearning, to unlearn that I had to be something specific Mm. anything specific that i had to be anything other than who you are right now at Mm. this moment Mm. because i don't have to be what i am right now tomorrow Mm. just like you don't have to be nobody has to be what they are today right tomorrow i could change my Mm -hmm. mind completely Mm -hmm. and decide to be something somebody else Mm. and run with it Mm. you know what i mean and it's okay and it's and i what the fuck does it matter it to you no because choice but to be okay right. you can be mad about it and you can make mm. me feel bad about it. you can even make me cry about it but it's still going to be what it's going to be Whew. you just said a whole lot and that just that resonates with me because i feel like we are so we i i know for me like i grew up like okay you're th- you're this and this is who you are and this is who you're gonna be and but as you go along this journey of living and life and experiences you learn that like life is a living process right and just because i came from a box does not mean that i can only fit into that Mm, box absolutely just because I came Absolutely. from you, mm. you, my, your parents, my parents being mm-hmm. the box, mm-hmm. just because I came from that box does not mean I have to replicate. My only choice is mm. to replicate and be that box mm. and fit inside of that box. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've, whew, that's a lot. And that's heavy because I feel like I'm dealing with that right now with who I'm, I've decided I'm going to be and become. And maybe tomorrow, like you said, I'm going to be something different. Just how, for example, like I jumped into trucking. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And but to, there was a day when you loved it. There was a day where I was like, okay, I can do this. And that day has come and gone. And, and gone. Today, you hate it. Right. 
And I feel like if I say that to maybe someone of an older generation, it's like, well, shit, you always doing something different. Why you just won't stick? You'll never like, get that point. That point will never I, ping with a gener- the generation right. before our generation. Mm-hmm. Really, the generation two generations ahead. Because there's a generation in between our parents and us that's kind of, you know, midway. But that generation that our parents come from specifically, you'll never get that message to ring any bells with them Mm. and this is i'm speaking from personal experience like think about and maybe your parents maybe not your parents but that generation as a whole think about how they pushed schooling on us Mm. which isn't a bad thing Mm -hmm. but think about how they pushed school and college and you have to go to college Mm. that's the only way you have to go to college Mm. you have to create this mountain of debt that you will never get out of and that's the only way to prove to the world that you are somebody. Mm. Well, that's that's your experience. That wasn't mine. I I think. I, well, that's why I say maybe mm. not your parents mm. in general, but mm. as a whole, whole that generation. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's what they push on right. our generation right. as a whole. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the reality is, like, yes, that's a great way to go mm. if you're dedicated to that. But did how many times did you hear them saying but don't do that if you're not really going to do good in school. Mm. if you're not really going to pay attention you're not really adamant about it don't go don't mm. waste the money don't do that try this try mm. something else maybe you know mm-hmm. how often did you hear that never never but mm. you did hear make sure you go to college mm-hmm. are you looking at colleges what college are you looking at what, co- what school you want to go to mm-hmm. i'm in fifth grade well what school you want to go to you know what school you want to be you know what you want to be <laughs> i don't know who i am let mm-hmm. alone who i want to mm-hmm. be you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i feel like in high school i felt like that mm. I don't know who I am, right? Let alone who I want to be. Like I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Trying, who am right. I trying to be to right be now? Right to that. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying with that, Prince. And I didn't have that. I was just, you know, and I'm not saying this like I just had the worst childhood. Like I was just beat down. Like I just had nothing. Because that's not true. But when it came down to that, as somebody really like pushing something upon me that was positive because college is a positive thing even though you're going to be in debt and all this other stuff but it was just like well shit like you 18 um what you gonna do what you about to do you gonna get a job so i kind of wish i had that and then when i did decide to go to college it was for reasons because it was a, a boy but I still wanted to go to school. And that still wasn't even but the thing something is, that was nurtured. So here's the thing. I feel like maybe we're at two opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. That was pushed on me, but not pushed on you. Mm-hmm. So say. But at the same time, how good does either side do? How right. good does it do right. to push something on me that is not my passion, right. that I'm not going to be adamant about, mm-hmm. that I'm not going to do my best and give my all to? How mm-hmm. how what how much good is that? Right? Yeah, I w- you know, it's like yeah, I went, I may even graduated, but where did I, do I, like, where I, I just get did out that to it. please you? Right. Now I'm back to doing what I want to do. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, right. how many people do you see that's like, oh yeah, I have a degree in X Y Z, but mm-hmm. I'm over here whoop, whoop, whooping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many people that are doing that to please, or just maybe not necessarily to please, but just because that's the only thing that was taught mm-hmm. to them. That's mm-hmm. all they think that they're supposed to mm-hmm. do. Which again is not a bad thing. I'm not saying mm-hmm. pushing school on mm-hmm. anybody is a bad thing. It's just the fact that. I do wish for me specifically, I wish somebody had honed in on 
my interests mm. or my talents mm. or something that I would have succeeded in versus mm. putting me into six classes that I don't know what they're talking about right. and expecting me to do all kind of work without any right. kind of, you know what I mean? Like <clears throat> it's, you mm. know, high school, you do that because you have to do it and you get through it. Mm -hmm. And now you're an adult, you're a child in high school up until you graduate high school, you're a child and you have to be accounted for mm -hmm. and being accounted for means your parents are putting you in school. You're learning. Right. You know what I mean? They know where you're at all day. Right. You're not just out running around, but now you're an adult. You're 18 years old. You're an adult. Okay, I can go back to school again. You want me to go back to school, but I wish somebody had again hold really in took on. the time to figure out what is it you want to do. Not even took the time. Like I don't. It, it's not about them taking the time. It's just about. Well, let me not say that. Yes, took the time, but not necessarily to care. Like yes, I wish somebody cared about what I like, but mm -hmm. it took the time to say okay, but you'll be most successful in something that you enjoy, mm -hmm. in something that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Because you'll want to continue doing so. You'll right. want to go higher with that versus right. doing something that makes money. And once you get through it, you'll start making the money and you, you just got through it. Right. Now I'm stuck in a job I don't like for 40 mm. years. And, mm. you know, I, but I got through it and I'm making the money. So, I'm, mm. you know, that's mm -hmm. just what it is. But that's know. all they knew. Like, so you have to understand their side of it. Yeah. They just, I need to survive. I need to go get a degree so I can get a good job. Stay at that job, get a nice pension. Well, you know, we're that's also not to take the conversation that way, but we're also not that far, but also to remind everybody, we're not that far removed from slavery. Mm, so, absolutely. your parents, well, your mom and my parents come from a different or two different generations, but mm. my parents are a lot older. <laughs> but that's to say, like, my parents' generation their direct parents weren't <laughs> slaves so to say but again we're not that far removed so mm. they weren't that far removed from slavery so those generations that were fresh out and just getting the the privilege of being able to vote mm -hmm. and being able Jim to go Crow, to school segregation and being just be, able to being be treated as a to. as a whole human being yes so mm -hmm. i do understand that those generations are were are fresh out of that and their thought process is more along the lines of we're finally allowed to learn. We're finally allowed to. We're finally allowed to go ahead and take all of it. Mm -hmm. Take everything that they're allowing us to do now mm -hmm. versus us like allowed. I'm going to do what I want. Right. Regardless. You know what I mean? Our generation is more like, well, we're doing what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. You know, well, we're kind of the in between, but you know, I feel like I am. I, some days I wake up and I'm like on my parents thought process, like, yes, I have to get a job. Mm -hmm. I have to work eight hours a day. I have to work 40 hours a week and I have to, you know, do it mm -hmm. the way they did it. Like mm -hmm. that's tried and true. But then there are days when I wake up like, okay, well, if I, I don't want to do that. So shit. what you owned a house at 19. <laughs> so what they were $40. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay. Like I don't have to follow your same mm -hmm. schematic. I don't have to be on your same game plan. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have both days, but that to say, like, I do wish again, people would teach, just hone in on their kids and what they want. Cause I feel like mm -hmm. that's still the case. Now the kids now are more independent and more so like I'm saying mm -hmm. what they want and I'm going to figure out how to make And the kids like kids have so much access that they can yeah. at a young age, figure out what they want to do when it's something that's completely off the wall to us. Like, okay. I remember wanna... just sidebar. I remember like feeling like a child genius mm -hmm. because I knew how to work the VCR as a kid. And you were always called to work. 
Not necessarily. The VCR. I just knew how to. Like, I didn't have to ask. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to ask anybody. Like, I just knew how to work it. <laughs> and I look at kids now with these eyes. Like, I never thought I would be that person, like, struggling with an eye, like, mm-hmm. a device, uh, something electronic. Like, wait, <laughs> how do I wear the settings? Like, I never thought I would be that person. Mm-hmm. But I look at kids now and it makes me feel like that person because they're such. They're so advanced. My cousin. They're editing two- videos. My cousin has a two year old. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was all like just parental fun and games jokes when they talk about your kid, their kids, mm-hmm. like closing, like ignoring calls and mm-hmm. closing out. Mm-hmm. I watched my cousin's two year old not only close out. Like reject a call, but go into the app store, find whatever it was that they needed, <laughs> download it. <laughs> Open it up. Two? Maybe three. I don't know. I'm, maybe three. <laughs> she could be eight for all. <laughs> She's 10. She's 42. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but like walking, mm-hmm. speaking, mm-hmm. but still a little, to me, a little baby. I don't mm-hmm. know. She may wear diapers. <laughs> she had pants on. I don't know. <laughs> but that my point is like, I've never... I could never work any kind of device the way I watched that little kid work. Mm. And that makes me. Or you're an uncle. I'm an auntie. You're an uncle. Welcome. Get comfortable. (laughs) But no. So my goal is to, like I said, I didn't have that as a young adult. And I want to put myself in position to where when I do, when we do have a child, they have that access like, hey, you can go to college. This is what's, if you want to, but you're not, what we're not going to do is pay for that shit. So if you're on an academic scholarship or sports scholarship, beautiful. We're going to nurture that young. So that way, what you know. Not athletic like that? If they're not athletic, like I said, academic. If, if not, not. What if they're not that if, if, academically inclined? They're if smart, not, but just if not, not that kind of Guess smart. what? Your mommy and daddy got a business. Come work for the company. That's what I'm on is building generational wealth and setting something up for them. So you have these options. If whatever you want to do, we can do it. Or if there's something completely different that you want to do, let's figure that out. And I want to be in a position to where I can help fund that and I can help nurture that. How would you feel if you're if you were having that conversation with your kid? And their response was, I, I have, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to be. I know where, what I, I, I already know. Like I know. And what they told you, whatever it was, was just not a money-making profession. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like we'll have to figure that out. Like, Cause it's not all about mime, money, but you want it to be a mime. Like that's my passion. <laughs> miming. First of all, that would not happen. Second. <laughs> Listen. Secondly. I've heard a lot of my my kid would never. That would that's never not going to happen. My kids, that would never happen in my. But if it, did, those, reached, if, if it did. If it did. I've watched a lot of people eat crow. If it did, you're going to be the best motherfucking mime we've ever seen. That's it. That's all, that's all I would ask for. That's all I would ask. Like, literally. That's like, like we're going we're taking Just your miming like, shit global 
global mime. But they don't want to do that. They a mime tour. Go, they just want to go sit in a park. Maybe maybe Central Park. They their goal is to get to New York. So I think bigger. Mime. I see bigger for but you, son or a daughter. But what if they don't want that? If you don't want that, if you just want to go be a mime in a park, yeah. then we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. Like, would you be offended? Are you offended? I'm not offended. I'm like, what is it? What is the angst? What is the holdback? What is what is what? It would take me back. Like, I would be taking it back. Like, like, where did this come from? What what have you learned throughout your life that made you say, I want to go be a mime? I've learned that I am happy when I do this. And that's the most important thing to me. Let's do it. And I'm but how are you going to eat? I'll figure that out. We'll figure it out then. And Can I, I would come. Absolutely. Okay, I'm, so I'm going to be that parent. I'm listen. If my child is completely independent, they could be married with three kids, dogs, home. I'm going to be that parent. Guess what? I paid your light bill this month. Like I'm mm. still going to parent and be there for my child because everybody needs a little help sometimes. And even if you don't need help, you just want to feel like yeah, somebody that, that cares. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's a good thing. I sent you a care package. That's a good thing. But don't make me feel bad because I'm a mine. <laughs> and I make $125 a week. I will and never. And that gets me by. My, that gets my little bills paid. I wouldn't make my you feel, phone Come bill. get a hot meal, baby. Okay. That's But see, that's what I wish I would have had. Mm-hmm. Not that I had, like, I'll be honest with you. At 17 years old, when I graduated high school, there was absolutely nothing that I was passionate about. So I I enjoyed things, but I didn't have a passion that I wanted to go pursue. But if I had, and my passion had been miming. (laughs) You would make a good mime. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's really just to yourself. And you're just, just, you don't have to say much. And you're just... I would just go... You remember that episode from Girlfriend? She was like, pay me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just that like made that. it to my Instagram story. <laughs> 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 but no, like that's... I, I do... I know... And it's not to... Again, we're only talking about... We're giving the grace of... You only know what you know. Our parents only knew what they knew. But... I know that that would not have been the response that I would have gotten. So I don't fault them for what they knew. I don't fault my mother for what she knew. I fought her today for what you're not willing to learn and grow out of. So if you still stuck and sticking to bullshit from 1992, because that's how you conducted yourself when you was 27 years old and you fucking 60, I got a problem with that. That was a good year. She might have been that might she might have been on her A game that year. She knew exactly what the fuck was going on and how to get the shit that she needed to get to do what she wanted to do and go where she wanted to go. And that's the year she made all her shit happen. Now all the other years I can't say maybe it worked out. Maybe it didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> that year it worked out and she gonna stick with that game. I got a problem with that. Something. You need to grow. Life is about growing. No, I agree. I agree. And it's not necessarily what you're not willing to learn. For me, personally, it's more so the pursuit of better. Mm. Having that within yourself. Like, Mm. it's one thing to not know, 
But once you realize that there's something else or there's another way or there's another option or there's another mm. whatever or there's mm. other whatever the case is in mm. that particular situation, you ha- I feel like you do have a personal responsibility to do some due diligence, mm. to do some footwork, to mm-hmm. at least try to work towards the better person, the better you. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Once you know that there's a better option mm-hmm. available, I do think that you have a personal responsibility to try mm-hmm. and attain that. You know what I mean? Right. So I agree with you with, I agree with you both ways. You can't fault them for what they don't know. But at the same time, I do fault you for not pursuing what you on your own which mm-hmm. you yourself know or feel like you should pursue mm-hmm. for better or learn or whatever the case is you know right but their parents what does that mean they're humans right so you first know, first and foremost mm-hmm. and la- first and last mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're aside not before anything not after anything aside from anything they're we're all human. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to give grace where grace is due. Do you? I think so. Um, now, I think grace can only go so far. I agree. But grace can only go so far. Is, so now, sometimes grace can be abuse. So if I just continue to give you grace, now I'm allowing you to abuse exactly. me. So what I consider grace is a different subject. Mm-hmm. But I do think grace is needed i think we owe i think we all owe grace i think we've mm-hmm. all been given grace I absolutely think we all will need to be given grace mm-hmm. at some time in the very near future mm-hmm. every one of us so you know i i personally one thing that i always say to myself is i never know when i'll need to sleep on somebody's couch mm-hmm. my life could turn around at the drop any of moment all of ours you know what i mean mm-hmm. so who am I to refuse grace mm-hmm. when I I've needed and will most will definitely need grace in the future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I do feel like grace is absolutely necessary, but again, what grace is and what that looks like is a whole separate conversation. Yeah. You know, now I don't think, I don't think allowing you to run the same game on me five <laughs> times over mm-hmm. and me accepting it mm-hmm. and accepting it. I don't think that's grace. Mm-hmm. I think that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But I do think grace is somebody coming to you and saying, you know what? I see the faults of my ways, however they word it. I see it. I understand your point of view. Let me try again. Yes. Yes, we can try again. If it were that simple. Oh, my God. If it were that simple. Life would be easier. Do you feel like. Do you feel like you're on a journey or on a. Do you. I'm trying to word it right. Like, do you, is there a, do you, in your head, is there a place that this is where I want to be in regards to like your relationship with your parents? Like wherever I am right now, this is the place in my head that I want us to be at. Yeah. I feel like people, yeah, I feel like that's what people have in their head. And I don't think that place is a real place. I don't. And I don't, I'm saying that in regards to like our parents, but I say that, I mean that across the board with all relationships. I don't think the place that you, you have in your mind is a real place. And I say that because it's expectations. You have an expectation out of this person, whoever that person is, you have an expectation out of them versus you have an expectation and this is what I, this is what the happy looks like to me. The happy between us is going to look like, mm-hmm. but that may not be where you end up. Mm-hmm. And I say that because 
I feel like we're always you're always going to be looking for trying to work like we need to get to the better side of this topic, this topic, mm -hmm. whatever we're disagreeing on, whatever's been a, a mm -hmm. disagreement. We need to fix this and get to an agreement on this. Mm -hmm. And it's very possible that you guys may never see eye to eye. I, on that topic. Absolutely. That's where I'm at. I don't think we'll ever see. But you have to be able to accept that and push that topic to the side. And when I but say it's not <sighs> when I say push that topic to the side, <clears throat> I mean, understand that. So that's just somewhere we don't get to go. Agreed. I agree with you. But I don't know. Maybe this is not the, the show. Maybe it'll be a different show where we can I can really dive mm -hmm. into it. But it's not just like, okay, we're just not gonna talk about that. Yeah. yeah. We're just not gonna go there. Like it's I said, deep. it's deeper. If than it that. was yeah. that simple, that's easy. That's easy call. But can I ask, mm -hmm. without you having to tell me exactly what anything or going to going into specifics, what is the issue with the fact your issue? Like what is your personal and I, I'm not saying that in in an accusatory way. I'm asking that just in regards to what on your side is the problem that you're feeling like if we can't get past this, then what? It's so it's, it's deep mm -hmm. because it's how I'm being handled. Yeah, it's how you treat me. And it's how you treat others. And it's how when you don't like something or I don't do something don't in a way, way that you do or you don't like something that I do. You don't receive it's, it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very, you don't receive it. And it's, you move very oppositional. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like you say shit and you had it in your back pocket like it's an like, enemy. It's like... It's like your whatever it is that you say, you feel like you're saying it and you're coming out of, hey, let's get this situated. Mm -hmm. And you feel like it's received as, yeah, we can get it situated. Let me just load my gun. Mm -hmm. But you did this and you but, and it's but mm -hmm. I'm sorry not to cut you off. But remember every conversation that we had before this with in regards to knowing that's just what you know. Okay. And I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm not okay. saying that's an excuse. I'm mm -hmm. not saying, oh, that's just, uh, that's one of the mm -hmm. worst excuses. That That's one of the worst things you can say to me. Well, that's just how she is. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how she is. Mm -hmm. That's one of the worst defenses you can give mm -hmm. me for defending somebody. But I say that to say, again, like we said, you only know what you know. And if that has been what has worked for her and what has been tr again tried and true or again aside from that just all that the only the only way to have a conversation or the only way to argue for lack of a better term i don't want to use the word argue but the only way to argue because it is an argument when you guys mm -hmm. are disagreeing mm -hmm. let me say it that way maybe disagreement that's the only way that you know how to disagree with me or or um sort the issue out that's the only way that you know how to debate mm -hmm. is to be hurtful is to pull the ace out the back pocket mm -hmm. i hate to say this but if that's all that somebody has experienced then that's <laughs> gonna be it's, it's all that they know 
okay, so I can accept that. But again, and I can the betterment of yourself. Right. So I don't have to deal with you on that. I can treat you because I don't want to experience that, you know, so I have to protect myself and my peace and create healthy boundaries for me. So if that's how you feel about me, what what are we doing here? So here's my thing. I in the grand scheme of things, I I really feel like my mom does not like me. And that may be true. And but what's your I, problem with that? Tell me what my, the problem my with the issue, issue with that. that. If, the, if she said, if she was sitting right here and she confirmed, mm-hmm. you're correct. I hate to say it, but you're correct. Mm-hmm. I don't like you as a person. Okay. What would your issue with that be? Why do you want to be around me? Because you're my daughter and I love you. <laughs> but, but see, I had to learn this. Love and like are two different things. Mm-hmm. See, we expect liking out of people that love us. And just because you love me doesn't give you an obligation to like me. Okay. Just so the same. I don't, if you don't like me, I don't want to be around somebody who doesn't like me because everything that I do is going to be a problem to you. It doesn't have anything to do with that's you. That's separate. That's completely separate. You, because you can like, not like somebody without having issue with them. I just don't like you. So this is separate. So this is, I, I get, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying that's separate from, just not liking you as a person because how because anybody that like i don't like how you look i don't like how you chew i don't like how you smell why do you walk like that why did you wear your hair like that that's That's what you chose to wear today but that's different that's that's separate (laughs) from just not liking somebody Mm -hmm. and i say that because you and i have had this conversation about the many siblings that i have and i've you know grown up with and considered to be siblings there's me i we just had a conversation before right. this where mm-hmm. i'm telling you like i don't like her mm-hmm. like that's my sister and i don't like the person that she is mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i love her and yes i want to be around her i want to see her and her happy moments and i want to see her kid grow up and i want to enjoy my happy family moments with her but i don't like the person sis is mm. shit don't sit well with me and that's just that Mm. So as long I just don't engage. Okay. In I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this I know this is not mm-hmm. your situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm not comparing it. I'm just saying that to say you can love and like and discuss like and discuss or unlike dislike and discuss are two different things. What you're describing is I, I don't think your mom is disgusted with you. I think she's disgusted. I don't with think me. she's disgusted with you. Absolutely disgusted. Absolutely, absolutely disgusted. I hear, I hear the stories. I hear everything. Mm-hmm. That you, I don't think I, that's absolutely not what I Absolutely disgusted. I get, and it's not me. It's what she thinks of herself. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm a threat to what she thinks about herself. So she I'm not see you as an extension. I'm not going herself. to give you a chance. Every chance you get, you want to tell me about me and run my shit up and down and tell me who I am and who I think I am. And you think you better than I don't think none of this. I don't even carry myself in this way. Yeah. I live in my little bubble. I do for you. I've done for you. I've, I'm your daughter. I've tried to cultivate a healthy relationship, but I just see that you don't really fuck with me like that. So how I'm gonna fuck with you. when You don't really fuck with me. I get that. I don't think I still don't think it's disgust. I still don't get that, but I I, I understand what you. I don't mm-hmm. think maybe threatened, maybe um, I don't I I don't get disgust. I get if I'm speaking if we 
if you want mm-hmm. to expand on this mm-hmm. conversation uh, if i'm speaking for myself what i kind of am receiving from that and i could be 100 percent wrong obviously but i get that i get i feel like this is somebody that I don't want to say doesn't know better or hasn't seen better, experienced better, but didn't expect it, wasn't looking for it in her life. I don't think she was looking for everything that you're speaking on that you've achieved in your life, you specifically. I don't think she expected that out of her own life, let alone out of her kid's life, if I'm being honest with you. That's a problem. That's her problem. Now, let me finish. So that's what I'm getting. And the way that I feel like she expresses that, I don't want to say is incorrect. I don't think that's the right word, but I don't think it's the best way. I think it's coming out the only way that she knows how to express emotion, which you and I have had this conversation as well. I feel like as a whole, the black community has only been taught one way to express emotion and that's anger. That's attacking. That's, you know, everything that you just described. Mm. Yeah, that's everything that you just described. Mm. Which is what exactly what I'm trying to move away from. I don't want my relationships to be that. Yeah. And, and if and if they're that, let's... Yeah. Fi- and I'm trying to show you my... And not to say I'm better than no, nobody, but I'm trying to grow here. And I want, if we have a disagreement or a misunderstanding, we can talk about it. Can I ask a question? When's the last time... That you reevaluated each person's position in that relationship. Does that question make sense? It may not. Reiterate it. When's the last time? So let me give an example. <clears throat> it was probably maybe a year ago, maybe two before I reanalyzed my parental child relationship. And I've done this with probably every relationship that I currently hold, but specifically speaking of the parental and child relationship between myself and my father specifically, maybe a year or two ago when I kind of reassessed it, I had to, and this kind of helped me with my journey and dealing with and growing with my relationship with him. I kind of realized and I had to wrap my head around the fact that he's no longer my daddy and I'm the child. And there's this for a long time, I felt like I'm still the child. So I still have to be respectful, which I do still feel like that. But Mm -hmm. I felt like specifically like, oh, I'm still the child. So he's going to that's just how he is. And that's just how he talks. And that's just, you know, he's going to say what he's going to say. But I'm an adult now, so I'm going to respond until maybe a year or two ago when I reanalyzed it. And I'm like, well, the tables have kind of turned from you being the hierarchy in our relationship Mm -hmm. to not necessarily me being above you in any kind of way, but just me being the, not necessarily peer, but now I'm the child who's taken over. And okay, my dad needs something. Mm -hmm. You need a ride. You need this. Mm -hmm. You need to go. Well, let me check on this. Well, let me talk to the doctors with you. Mm -hmm. What time is the, you know, Mm -hmm. the roles have reversed. Mm -hmm. So I'm no longer the child being put in his place Mm -hmm. and standing up for myself because I'm now an adult. Mm -hmm. Now I'm analyzing each situation like a parent would to a child. Mm -hmm. 
the same way I know neither one of us have children, but the same way you might hear a parent say, well, she's six years old. She don't know. Mm-hmm. Like you sitting here arguing, you know, a parent might tell the older child that you're sitting here arguing with the younger child, but she's four years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that's where me specifically, but I think we're both kind of in that position place in life now where it's like, we have to understand that your comprehension of is not the same as mine on these subjects, on the subjects that now matter in the world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just like a, a, you as a parent would not be able to spit sense into a six-year-old who doesn't understand why they can't wear their bathrobe to Walmart today. I realized that. And I decided I met, I meet my parents thing. where they are. Yeah. You know, to a, cer- a to a certain extent, but, I can't, you still have your boundaries. I can't continue. Like you talk like, and I know this, you probably, and I know you, I've talked to you friend about like the stories and stuff, Mm. but if I showed you what the fuck my mom texts me, like she'd be texting me. Like I'm a bit, my mama told me she's going to pull up on me. If I don't bring her pot, (laughs) her pot, pot. she left her pot over here on on Thanksgiving, a pot. Like a cooking pot. A cooking pot. Like not her pot. Not her pot. <laughs> but I was gonna say, okay, now that's extreme. Like, but let me tell you something. I've gotten cut. Do you know how many pots I've gotten pulled up on? Not when I well pull see, up. Like that's my thing. Pull up. But what is your so? Let's say she. What is your response to her pulling up? Here's your pot. Oh, okay. I'm not okay. holding it yeah, captive. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just, I, I'm just I don't, I'm, I'm making sure the response is not, oh, pull up. No, no, no. Not pull like up. that. No, not at all. I'm, I'm not here. I'm not on that it's level up. with her. Pull up and it's up. And it's stuck. <laughs> I'm not on that level with her. Pull up. But that's not my on my importance but of things. Like, I don't work in town. So let me say this. This is the, I guess I miss, I've been missing it, but this is the point that I'm attempting to make. Like, just like you're saying you've made up your mind, you're going to love from a distance, X, Y, Z. I have to. You have to. But there also has to be a certain point within yourself where you say, and I also can't be phased by the nuances that you bring along with you when mm-hmm. I do allow you. Because mm-hmm. I know what you come along Regardless of right, wrong, mm-hmm. or indifferent, mm-hmm. I know what you come along with. Mm-hmm. So the moments where I feel open to it and I'm okay with dealing with you, I know what you bring along with you. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to hold it against you. No, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to bring it. No, you still, it, that don't mean mm-hmm. go ahead and bring it and I'm going to look past it. That's not what that means. It just means when the shit comes up and I knew it was going to come up, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be mad about it because... I knew what was coming expected. and mm-hmm. now I get to go back into my bubble. Now you're back. in. That's yours. exactly where I am. But I'm more so talking to you about the mental part that it takes on yourself, that you're allowing it to take on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the part that, that is bothersome to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of that is good, but it does no good. If you do all of that and you're like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm not upset. But then you're at home upset and you feel some kind of way. And it's I'm not ups- your mood. I'm not if upset. If it left any type mm-hmm. of imprint on you where you're thinking about it after the moment is over, I'm not going to say that you're upset, but mm. it's still with you and it shouldn't. It be. just be crazy that this is what, at my big ass age and her big ass age, this is where we are. As opposed to where? After as opposed to the where? efforts. But as opposed to where? As opposed to 
there's no reason that I can see and feel and touch why we shouldn't have a healthy mother daughter relationship. I don't owe you shit. You don't owe me shit. I'm not bringing up the past. I don't hold anything against you. You did the best you could, but why are you so, so what do you mad like with me? Is? What do you feel like it? the root is with her? I have no idea, but I know how it comes out. It's attacking. You attack my life, what I choices I've made, my surgeries, what I chose to do for a living, who I think I am. I think like it's very you move oppy. Like this is a this is I'm not calling my mom no bitch, but this is how a bitch that don't like me would talk to me and talk about me. Why, what, what does my choices have to do with you? How does that impact your daily life? It sounds like, let me say this. I'm not to keep bringing it back to myself, but like my dad is the type of person. He's an unquestionable person, meaning like, I can't ask like that. Why would you? Because his response is going to be, because I wanted to. Why? What about it? You want to fight about it? Why? You want to go outside? Like, that's mm. how he responds to be. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's to say, like, that's all. I, I feel like, not to say that's all that's in him. Not to say that's all that's in your mom. But I feel like that's the part that was instilled. I feel like they grew up at a time when maybe that's, not even maybe like my dad specifically i feel like he grew up in a time where that's kind of what his daily life had to consist of being ready to fight when you walked out the door you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. being ready to check a honky being ready to (laughs) (laughs) you know just i just feel like that was his childhood and that stuck with him and even though he's experienced different and better or worse and you know been better been worse i feel like that's the imprint that's there. And that's just kind of the footprint that comes along with. I feel like we all have a footprint, regardless of who we're trying to be, regardless of the person that we, our goal is to be. We all come with a footprint. Mm-hmm. We've talked about our childhood. Your childhood is going to be your footprint. So mm-hmm. regardless, like you're never going to be just this perfectly healed, perfect person mm-hmm. that has no issues that arise from your childhood. Just mm-hmm. like I'm not, just like your mom's not, my dad's not, nobody in the world is. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's again where the grace comes in, understanding like, okay, but but let me not say that because you may not feel like she's trying. I don't know if you feel. Like I've that. allowed grace. Like I. No, no, no. I just mean I, like in regards to her efforts. I don't know if you feel like she's. She just don't like me. Like that's all I can. Like grace. Is there, is there a conversation? Is conversation allowed about that? Like on the subject between you two. That she doesn't like me, or just whatever the issue is, like is conversation, it's, or it, is it, it all, directly into what's up? <laughs> or do you not have the what you feel is the correct verbiage to approach the actual that actual conversation yet? There's no actual conversation. There's a conversation. That's what I was. No. So here's here's the thing. So I. I created a space to where I still love my mom. I'm still going to call you. I'm still going to check on you. I'm still going to ask you how you doing. And, but it goes left. 
I get that. But if it's going to, my thing is, if it's going to go left, regardless from mm-hmm. what it sounds like, why do you feel like there's no conversation to be had? Because it's not, it, it doesn't make any sense. There's no, so when we're having a conversation and if, so and do, if I. Does she know how you feel? Yes. And if how I have. How does she know how you feel? I've told her, but I'm not going to have, it's, it's not a problem. It's just you want to you you have this vendetta against me and every chance you get you want to okay but what's the solution we don't know until we discuss it there's here's my question here's my mm -hmm. not my question but my thing like well i guess my question do you think she knows what you feel absolutely and her response to that is what I I don't care because what I think is what I think and that's how I feel and I'm standing on it and I don't give a fuck what nobody got to say about it. Not even you. Again, not not the individuals just as a whole. Have you expressed to her like, I don't think you like, I feel like you don't like me. Yes. And her response was, I don't care. No, her response is, I love you. I I love you. Do you think she understands the difference? No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. So maybe that's where the, that's the conversation that needs to be had to under so that she understands. I'm not talking about love. Do you do you believe she loves you? I believe she loves okay, me. But so, how would that change if she knows the difference? How would that change how she feels about because me? Because maybe it brings to her attention the specifics that she's doing to make you feel like that. For her to whether even though she may know that those things are happening, obviously she's saying or doing or acting but she may not realize that that specific statement gave you that feeling no no okay i i i like Listen, i said I'm preaching healing no i completely i completely understand where you're coming from when i say healing mm-hmm. i don't just mean self-heal i mean healing mm-hmm. and mending these black families absolutely I mean, healing across the board i agree but sometimes you just gotta let do you think maybe you're just not ready for not necessarily the conversation but just for that act of healing Mm -mm, i'm definitely ready it's just it has to come in that form and not somebody that's trying to tear me down it doesn't it doesn't come that way to me so how do you feel like you what would it take on your side what would it take for you and her to heal not to say for you to have a perfect relationship, but just for you to heal so that you can begin working towards that. If she, I don't think, like I said, I don't think it has anything to, it's not me. It's I know, but I'm her. saying, what would it, in your so opinion. So she would have to heal whatever that is that makes her feel these ways about her child. But maybe, but this is where I say, maybe she doesn't realize that there's something to be healed. And that doesn't mean that there's not, but maybe she doesn't realize it. So she has to realize it. Yeah, but maybe you bring to her attention, mom, you said this. Mom, you do this. You say this. You Listen, I, Prince, I I just did it. What, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, I was on a truck and she called me and I said, you do this. You, You throw things up in my face. You say mean things. You say hurtful things. And then she's not even aware. Like, you know, some people just talk so fast and they're not listening yeah. to actually hear what you're saying. Yeah. And they're just on go and on ready. And she's one of those people. So I'm telling her, I verbatim said that she says hurtful and mean things. And this is what you said to me. 
she's not only towards the end of our conversation when I had to say, have, have a blessed day, goodbye. She said it and then she texted to me. So sometimes you just can't, like you just can't continue to try to walk somebody through a healing that they aren't receptive to. You're just going to do the shit anyway. You're just going to shit on me anyway. But see, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about that. It sounds like you're speaking about her healing, which I'm not saying she doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about your My healing. healing. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking what it would take for you to be healed. Her, your, your, you being complete, I'm saying complete for lack of a better term, but mm-hmm. you being complete can't be based on her complete absolutely right 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 and that's where i say i don't when i say when i'm asking about you two healing i don't mean like again that you guys just have a perfect relationship Mm -hmm. after at the end but what would it take for you to not feel the angst that you feel or not feel the sinking feeling that you feel in regards to this subject as a whole you know what i mean i don't know that's a loaded question I don't know what it would take because I can say, or just aside from her just, healing, like just not from her. choose not to communicate with you and try to keep it completely or completely keep it completely surface. I can try that. But at the end of the day, that's my mother. Yeah. Like, of course I want a healthy relationship with my mom. Like how was it that I'm working on all these other relationships and I'm, you know, neglecting this one. It's yeah. that's crazy to me. So it's kind of like, is it, Will I ever be healed from it? But, yeah, but that's where I asked, like, what would you need? What do you feel like from her would be like? I know there's not just a thing, but, like, what would help your process to be able to be okay and say, you know what? I'm becoming okay. I don't feel the angst toward the situation anymore. Would it be her, aside from her coming and saying, I did the work and I'm healed. I'm now healed, so I'm good to go. Like, aside from that, like, would it be acknowledgement of what your feelings basically would mm-hmm. it be definitely acknowledgement i've haven't gotten that yeah yeah just acknowledge it so maybe i i'm a firm believer that conversations like serious conversations are not to be had over the phone not that just <laughs> in the moment of mm-hmm you know, if I, if you giving me, a, giving me a feeling and I feel like there's a conversation to be had, I don't think the appropriate time is in the, the in the moment. Yeah. Right. I think mm-hmm. I need to catch you when we're you're calm, calm, you're calm, your guard is down and you're not on that subject. Mm-hmm. So you're, you can hear me clearly mm-hmm. versus trying to get your points out mm-hmm. on that subject and whatever you're thinking about dealing with that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I agree. I honestly, I'm not saying I've tried everything. I'm still a work in progress with this situation, but I just summed it up to, you know, sometimes people don't like their offspring because of their trauma and the reflection that it gives off that their child has become and not saying I'm just this huge or this better person, but she has to deal with whatever, like I said, she has to do whatever she's dealing with in order for us to try to 
can I ask this? Mm -hmm. Have you ever offered her a platform to express what about you makes her feel whatever she's feeling? What of your actions, what of your sayings, what of your... Like therapy? Not there. I just mean just giving her just an opportunity on the phone and therapy in person, however, just an opportunity to say, hey, well, what is it about... I know that you Mm. try to get her to understand what about her Mm. makes you feel, but have you ever inquired about what about you makes her feel? Mm Mm-mm. No. I think that might be a good starting point. I don't think... I'm not saying that because I think you're doing anything right or wrong. I just think if you understood or had some type of understanding about, well, what about me takes you to that place? What is it that I'm saying or that I'm doing? What in the moment of our conversation takes you to that place? If you had some understanding of that, then maybe you could speak to that and have a break the conversation down mm, a lot deeper. A good starting point. Yeah. I'm I'm speaking specifically for yourself mm. because if you understand what about yourself, you may learn something that you didn't realize, or you may she may tell you something that makes no sense whatsoever. But at least you have something to speak to. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least you have a leg to stand on when you're saying, "Hey, okay, so you just don't like me because you don't want to like me." That's what it is. I don't. That. <laughs> I, don't I don't think that. I don't think your mom. She, I don't know. Let me not say that. She That's real. Know. You ever seen Precious? Yeah. <laughs> my dad, let me tell you something. When I was 17 years old, my dad told me he didn't like me. Mm. And I couldn't comprehend that. At mm. the time. It, it, I don't want to say it broke me, but it hurt me very deeply at the time. Because mm. I couldn't comprehend. I couldn't separate love and like. Mm. I didn't know how to separate the two. But now that I'm learning how to, and I'm, you know doing my footwork on the subject it makes so much sense to me mm. i probably was not a likable person at, at the that time, time. Mm-hmm. I very that's much real We're, you're a teenager yeah yeah absolutely who is likable as a teenager i was most likely not to my parents right I was most likely not a likable person that's so. i think that's that's real yeah but that's different but at the same time i understood well, I understand. Let me say that. Now that I can separate the two, I understand that he still loved me. He still mm-hmm. wanted the best for me. He just didn't like me. So that's the difference. I don't think my mom wants the best for me. And I can say that confidently. Because if you did, you wouldn't say the things that you said. You wouldn't feel how you feel. Yeah. Sometimes it's just what it is. You got to call a thing a thing. Like, listen, you don't really fuck with her. So if you think that's the case, why do you think she sticks around? Just how a friend of me would try to stick around. Like, oh, I like, because you. But speak specific. Okay. I'm I'm not giving your business, but I mean, speak specifically to her. You think she sticks around because. She wants, because I want to be a part of it, but I really don't like that it's you that I have to be a part of it with so it's cool like oh you're like I love you and I want I think a part of her wants to just not have that it's jealousy just flat out jealousy in that respect that you're speaking of now do you think it could be just flat out jealousy yeah 
do you think the jealousy is more about her or more about you? I think it's more about her. Okay. I'm just I'm Yeah, just... I think it's more about her because like I said, I feel like you don't things... so you don't feel like if it was anybody but you, I'd be happy. Mm. You do mm-hmm. or you don't feel like that? I Or or do you feel like no, it shouldn't be. It should be me. I don't care who it is. It should have been me in the house, or it should have been me up there. It should have been me. That or one of my other kids. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, just why you? Why you had to? Hmm. But I've always felt this. This is yeah, not. That's. I mean, a I, new I feeling. I've always felt like my mom. I'm not at all negating. Had a. I want to make that. An issue with me, and I, maybe it stems from, you know, my daddy. Yeah. You know, me and my siblings have different dads. My two sisters, they have the same dad. My mother married him. My mother never married my father, but they were together for ten, eleven years. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a, a a dad to me. Like I was a daddy's girl but my mom when they broke up when they decided to go this separate my my mom to this well not to this day she hated him and she would say things like you look like your daddy you walk like your daddy well shit you you fucked them not me mm. <laughs> strong word <laughs> not not me so why why are you taking that out on me and then i think it's just you know trans transpired into adulthood and then it became this thing of like, well, you treat your dad better than me. So I had to make sure I always felt like, you know, she doesn't feel that I don't love her or I love him any more than her. So it's always been an issue. I really just don't think she liked me. It is what it is. I have to come to terms with that. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, but. I think some black mothers, they don't like themselves. So how can you, how can you like what you gave birth to if you don't even like your fucking self? You're fine. But we can get ready to wrap it up. Prince Ali. Amorous he. Amorous me, Amorous he. Amorous me. When you say it, it's he, but when I say it, it's me. So, what's the moral of the story? Sorry, I didn't have paper towel in there. Just go like this. I am. <laughs> it's okay. Um, the moral of the story is give grace where grace is due. Don't be ran over. Don't be no punk. Bitch. Don't be no punk bitch. But give grace. Mm-hmm. And also expect grace. It's okay. Okay. What's your takeaway? My takeaway is... Fuck the mother hoes. Fuck the mother niggas because of <laughs> Just continue your healing process. 
whatever that looks like. If you need to set boundaries, set them, just do what is best for you. And that's going to make you sleep at night. And sometimes doing that does look like fuck them. And that's okay. And that is a-okay. Because it has to be fuck them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Fuck you and fuck them kids. Hmm. Did you watch that movie? Okay. <laughs> Another subject. With, um, Monique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all for tuning in to this week's episode of Ghetto When Godly. Let's keep the conversation going with your favorite co-hosts. I'm Auntie Mimi. I'm Prince Ali, Amorous Me. And remember to always, always be good to yourself and one another. Until next time, congregation. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace, God. That was starting to get deep. I'm like, not, I'm sorry. That was just, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just like, I Yeah, but everybody's always Keyshawn. Does he hate that or he don't care?